This is the Siku University Australia podcast, where we talk to some of the university's interesting characters. One of Siku University's most popular TAFE training areas is in hospitality, with many young people undertaking various courses, including coffee making, responsible service of alcohol, and commercial cookery as apprentice chefs. The delivery of this training is provided by a select group of highly skilled teachers dedicated to passing on their decades of professional experience to the next generation. One such hospitality teacher is Charlie Jensen, who joins us here on the Grapevine in Sikuni's Rockhampton City campus. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you. Hi, Greg. So, Charlie, can you tell us a bit about yourself, where you grew up, your family, and, of course, your background in hospitality? Sure. Um, well, I'm originally a Kiwi, so I grew up in Christchurch, New Zealand, um, but left when I was 17, and I'm now 50 plus. <laughs> um, and I went straight to London um, back then. You know, that's what you did if you didn't go to uni. You put a backpack on and you travelled around the world. <laughs> so I fell into hospitality, obviously, because it's um, an amazing industry where you can just pick it up and put it down, travel, um, climb the corporate ladder in it. There's just so many opportunities and it fitted in with my lifestyle of traveling all around the world for five years. Um, I then, I actually got really sick in China when I was traveling through China and I ended up in Australia just to, you know, recoup and get my health back. And as the story goes, you know, met a man, <laughs> had three children <laughs> and never left. But I, yeah, I probably go back to New Zealand once a year with the kids and ski and all those sort of things that New Zealand's famous for. Um, so, yeah, I found myself in Perth, um, which probably I fell in love again with hospitality um, because Western Australia is, I have to say, is just so far ahead with hospitality. It reinvents itself every two years, Margaret River and, and Fremantle and all those places. So that probably then ignited in the fact that I wanted to take this industry seriously um, and then found myself in Queensland and, yeah, started to, um, you know, run restaurants and bars and diversify into cafes um, and front and back a house. That was probably about five or six years ago when, um, I don't know if you know, that everyone started eating on the sidewalk. They started putting holes in the walls to the kitchen so you could see the chefs um, and that sort of thing. So that's when our sort of fine dining fell away um, and and just the cafe scene and the coffee scene exploded and um, just became a lot more of a culture, like a um, really ease, uh, just everyone could go out and dine. It, it, the budget came in and, yeah, so that's when I just decided then um, what else could I do to enhance myself um, in my industry and became a trainer. So what was your first job in hospitality then? Um, well, my first job was probably at seven years old. <laughs> my parents have had, yeah, so my father's um, from Hong Kong, so um We've had, you know, uh, restaurants, uh, takeaway bars, dairies, which are the corner shops back in New Zealand. Um, yeah, you name it, they've, we've had it. And um, a great memory I have of my brother and I sort of sleeping on two chairs put together um, in the restaurant or we used to make huts, you know, under a table with the tablecloth hitting the ground and to fall asleep at night as my parents, you know, 
shut shut down the restaurant. So yeah, so I guess I've always been in hospitality, hence why I'm not shy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so how did you become a hospitality teacher then? Um, probably um, I had a general manager at Ridges Yapoon um, see my communication skills many years ago and decided to put me through a TAE program. Um, it was purely selfish for the for um, you know the Capricorn Resort. Um, we do a lot of events every year. We did a lot of events every year. Pro Am, um, the the beef, and and a few things like that, where we had to incorporate everybody on site: the gardeners, the housemaids, you know, all the F and B um, outlets, um, management. So I had to run, or he wanted me to run intense little training things. To, so that everyone could work these big events, um, you know, for a period of time. So that was probably where I started to do it, even though, let's be honest, even every industry, you train continually all the time. You're always, you know, wanting someone to do things better or if you see a better way of doing things, you share that information. So, um, but that was the start. I, I did my TAE and then I just started doing it within that establishment. Um and then as I moved then to the cafe scene, um, I noticed um, probably what was happening to us up here, a lot more migrants were coming to our town and things like that. So it became the language um, issues and, and, and different cuisines were coming in. So I then learned um, how to adapt to those things and share that information within my workplaces. So again, I found myself. So I did my LLN, which is, um, oh gosh, learning, uh, uh, literacy, numeracy you know for, for non-speaking and um and then I just started seeing a pattern to what I was doing and that proportion of my working time was actually in training so I thought well why not do this um to empower our younger generation mm. and that's how I ended up at TAFE that's mm. great um now there's no doubt that you're one of Seeky any TAFE's most bubbly personalities and a positive attitude is obviously something you've acquired in your many years in the service industry. Is that the key to success in hospitality or is there more to it? Um, definitely. Um, something that I, I used to do years ago and I, used, I found myself hiring and firing, um, I'd have two minutes to interview someone. That was what I gave myself. All I wanted to see was a smile and that they turned up on time and that said so much to me. So going on you know, attitudes and positiveness, definitely. Um, I mean, Greg, you don't want a grumpy waiter waitress coming to your table. Mm. So it goes without saying. But I think that goes across any industry. You know, you go to work, you want you want to be a positive impact, whatever you do. Um, but, yeah, the, what I teach my students, you know, every day when they come to class, you leave it at the door, you're, you're stepping in. We were in an environment where we want people to have a good time, to come and relax. Um, we just did the Arvo session on Friday night. You know, people just want to wind down after their busy week, maybe talk to colleagues about, you know, positives and negatives, um, and you're there to assist. You're not there to invade. You're just there to have that... Um, you know, positive, smile on your face, but to help where you can or serve where you can. Um, for me personally, yeah, um, yeah, life's too short to be grumpy, simple <laughs> as that. <laughs> and is that a challenge when you get a fresh batch of students come in and 
you know, they may not actually be in the mood to be that vibrant sort of um, person that's required. How do you go about getting them to open up? Yeah, totally. Um, A lot of people don't know what they're getting into when they tick that hospitality box. Um, A lot of it rubs off from me onto them um, to see my standard, my bar. Um, A few times I have to ask them to walk out the door and come back in. So that, you know, teaches something just in that one little action. Um, But we do a lot of role playing. We actually do more services because we go live here at Wilby's Training Restaurant. So the on the job training, they they click pretty quick. You know, they they see it. They see um, when we're role playing, I can be a bit more critical because um, I don't have a customer there. Um, so they pick up on it pretty quick. Um, a few times um, I might have to say, you know, such and such, you'll be in the kitchen tonight washing the dishes. <laughs> oh, why miss? I've got my uniform on. I said, mm, I'm just not sure about the smile on your face. So sometimes you have to put a few things in and they all were listening, of course. Um, so it, probably to answer, Greg, it happens naturally within the, the class, the course, the six months or the year, however long they're with me. Um, and, yeah, and then hopefully – they leave with a, a different attitude, yeah. Okay. So in 2016, Siki Uni joined with the Queensland Police Service and the Queensland Government to deliver a unique hospitality training program to dis- disengaged youth called Project Booyah. Now, you were involved with that and um, it helped many troubled young men and women sort of get back onto a positive path by yeah. giving them valuable hospitality skills. Mm. What was it like for you to work on that project and, and to sort of help these young people? Yeah, it was huge. It was probably, um, yeah, one of the most impacting um, things I've embarked on in my professional career. Um, I, I didn't realise, um, you know, I guess the issues that our young people face. Um, you know, m- my children have gone to semi-private schools and, you know, you have your friends. So there's a whole demographic I just didn't even know about. Um, so personally, that that was quite impacting. Professionally, um, probably the first booyah class I, I, I you know, took as, as a teacher to the last one, well, you know, the ones that I still do, I've improved so much. Like, it's amazing. Um how how much they taught me what's important and um, how to engage engage that sort of um, those sort of students. Um, in the end, I just I requested two things that we had respect in in my classroom and that um, that I would respect them as long as they respected you know and they respected me. Um, and the second. Um, point that I, I was very clear on. Um, I wanted them to feel safe. A big part of their lifestyle is they don't they have never felt safe or they don't feel safe. So once I had worked out that they were my two ground wor- rules, yeah, amazing things happened. Um, and it didn't happen straight away. You know, it might not have happened for about three or four weeks. This that routine. Um, so that was that was really impacting. That um, if if human beings can have those 
or feel those two things, they can that what they could what they could do or what they could reach was just mind blowing. So once um, I got that down pat, and 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 that was you know something that was coming through in my everyday class, then um, the next point that I learned and and that showed such great achievement was no matter if they failed, I still encouraged them. And once I had that, or they understood that, yeah, I've I've still got students now that have come back from three or four years ago um, that are in my class now that have come back to do different strains of hospitality, different sections. So yeah, so that was really good. So um, so it was just offering this safe, respectful environment um, and letting them try things out because let's face it, hospitality is probably 90% practical. So that's a great one to build people's self-esteem. Um, letting them yeah, try different things if it didn't, didn't work, encouraging them and they'd get it you know, normally second, third go. Um, and because a lot of these students have fallen through the cracks, unfortunately, in our education system, um, people don't have the time to sit down with them. The practical side was just amazing to build them up. Um, you know, making a lemon lime bitters, um, you know, making a coffee. They could, they could, they was, they were holding their evidence of that they achieved something, hmm. and and then. You know, as as the police force sat down and they served them, they were then realizing, you know, these people that are normally chasing them down the streets, wow, they're human beings, and and I'm getting on with them, and so yeah, the program itself, the mentorship is amazing, it's huge, um, from politicians, you know, police force down to people like me. Um, uh, we also have CQU um, psychiatrists psychiatrists, the, the, the Psychology mental psychologists that come in alongside them and they do their pracs in the class. So the support is just amazing. So they were getting, they were touching these people from all different walks of life and on the same level as them. So again, with my practical stuff that I was doing, that built them up as well. Um, so yeah, so that program, yeah, 100% and I'm so proud and glad to be a part of it. And yeah. you and you went the extra mile too, didn't you? Because I think you've told me how you you know gone down with some of these kids down south to help them with their job interviews and things. Yeah, and you've yeah. probably never done anything like that no. before. What, is is that because it you know it was something that meant a lot to you? Yeah, and just they you know some of them just didn't even have food at home. So if you could give them a part time job or get them a part time job, you know the spin off of that was just amazing. Yeah. So um, I was very fortunate. I set up the Cairns Booyah, the Townsville Booyah, and the four sites in Brisbane and Logan. So um, yeah, and I didn't. I was staying at a hotel while I was setting this up for CQU, so I didn't know the areas. So um, I was just going around McDonald's and. Um, you know, Hungry Jacks and those places and, yeah, taking them in and um, and getting them just to present themselves and, yeah, go and get jobs. Um, and, again, up here in Rocky, um, we do, do the Black Dog Ball. Um, we do the, the races um, at Callaghan Park. So whatever, I guess, my fingers are in, I always invite my students um, to that as well. Um but yeah, just but you see that was building their self esteem as well. Um, to not as easy as that, and and the, the part of the program is they um, the the QPS do a CV up for them. So and then yeah, I just 
go down with them and yeah, meet the owners and and I guess with the CQ logo and everything, you know, that sort of helped as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, you also deliver training to uh, people with disabilities. Mm. Um, I guess what for teaching as a teacher, what's the most rewarding aspect? Is it is it the booyah? Is it the you know um, you're working with people with disabilities and you're sort of giving them that that pathway they need mm-hmm. to go on? Well, what what do you get out of it? With all my students, no matter you know where they've come from. Everyone has has you know positives and negatives. You know, I could stand up in front of a hundred people, not a problem. Ask me to turn a computer on, wouldn't know how to. <laughs> Do you know? So that goes across with everyone. So it's finding that gift in the individual and maximising it. Sure, they've still got to do their theory and they've still got to do things they don't want. But if you can build up what is the positive in them, what they enjoy, their passion the rest will just come naturally because as, as that is enlarged, oh, yeah, maybe I can go and turn that computer on. Maybe I can do this. So um, when I find myself with, you know, disability people um, in my gla- class to, you know, I have had um, a deaf man. Um, I've had, um, you know, lots of different um, challenges. Um, I first find what's their positive to, to, to go there and then we can look at and, and I'll be honest not I've got it you know I've still got to assess so not all units can be passed but definitely some can um, and you know to try and find that niche in the workplace where they can fit in mm. into yeah I had um, these lovely sisters when I was out at Ridges and um, years ago and you know they had huge challenges they used to polish all my cutlery and, you know, and do my stock takes and, and you know, more back-of-house things um, because that's where they felt comfortable and they were just amazing at that. So, yeah, it's just finding, doing the training and then finding um, where they can fit in our work, workforce, workplace. Uh, now, going on from that, in 2018, you won the Vet Teacher of the Year category of the CQ Regional Queensland Training Awards. Given what you've just said, how did it feel to have all those, you know, years of hard work recognised? Yeah, it blew me away. Um, so that was really good going down to Brisbane um, and and we got to deliver a speech. So I went to Mackay and then I went down to Brisbane um, and just being in the room with all those people that, you know, um, have done some amazing things. Um, yeah, that was really good. It's very encouraging um, you know, I won't, I won't lie that with my job, there's so many, many rewards in, with the students, you know, with my practical side of things, but the processes just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got to share that amongst, you know, a lot of people in that room and, and they agreed. So just having that support that, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to, be trainers and teachers and, 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 you know, to try and do our best in it. But we still got to tick all those boxes and dot all those I's and cross all those T's. And sometimes that's very wearing, you know, where can wear to you down. So that was probably, um, that reignited me to know I'm not the only one that just struggles with, um, you know, doing the paper trail and mm. all of that stuff. But yeah, it was pretty, I've never 
you know, I've never won anything in my life. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, the service industry is arguably one of the busiest and most vital industries. From your experience, how has it changed over the years and what do you think still needs to change? Um, I'm really sad that my industry has become so relaxed. I know I've just promoted that because <laughs> um, it has. we've lost a bit of the craft from my industry. I come from silver service, you know, years ago. Um, so that's a little bit sad, but that's the way we are now. We're just more casual. We're... we're um, our life is a lot more fast-paced. Um, I would still like to see, um, you know, the the five-star service, you know, not die off completely. I'm sure, you know, it is still in the cities, but sort of regional has lost that. And that's just purely, you know, who, want, who can afford to, um, you know, go to those sort of restaurants. I totally get it. Um, I think that um, my industry will never die out. I say to the students um, when I host um, school groups that come in, you know, this is very just a one line, really impacting. I say, um, so yeah, I'm a host, Charlie Jensen, hospitality teacher, blah, blah, blah. I show them my amazing classroom, which is a restaurant and bar. And then I go into the kitchen and show them this amazing kitchen and the space and everything. And I say, you know, in November, I actually go back into my industry and I work for about six weeks. Um, why do I do that? And so all these blank faces look at me and I go, because I've got three of you guys at home and on the 25th of December, I have to put something under the tree. So I have to go and get a second job. So that's amazing. This industry, hospitality, you can come and go, you can make it a career or you can just use it for your advantage. And it's not the only industry. I'm sure nursing and teaching, you know, they're like that as well. Um, so I use that to say this industry you can have or these skills you can have for the rest of your life. You know, it's it's not just something you're going to do while you travel or while you're young. So that would probably be um, something that I promote um, within my industry, that it's um, really good just to step in and step out of. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, you've no doubt prepared thousands of coffees over the years. <laughs> what goes into making the perfect cup of coffee? I'm sure it's not just the ingredients. <laughs> Have you guys watched um, Chocolat, where she hear emotions go into it when she's happy? She makes the best cakes. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so you, you, one of my students just brought you some coffee. So straight away, I, I, um, a big thing with me, and this goes across the board with everything they make in the bar and the barista area, is value for money. So straight away, I lifted it up to see the weight of it. Mm. Um, so that's you know one of the, the the things they know. Why is that important? What's with well, the weight? Well, no one wants to get to the second set of traffic lights and lift their cappuccino up. Where's the Where's the coffee? It's all froth. Like I've been there. <laughs> no one wants to do that. No. So I use that as an example, but no one will go back if they've been ripped off, you know. Mm. Um, just I like them to get involved in it. You know, it's funny, one of the first things, and I have to be careful, but one of the first things I, I do when after I've trained them and taught them and then they, they have to do it, I, I, I touch their shoulders and I just make sure they're loose and they're, they're enjoying it. They're not stiff. You know, I go, loosen up. Come on, this is, you're meant to be enjoying this. Because um, if they enjoy what they do, they're going to do better and they're going to 
get involved in it and then that'll make them think, oh, that one looks crap, but this one looks really good. What did I do different, you know? So I, I like them to be, you know, in, in part of it, enjoying it, you know, relaxed. Um, and then I can critique them. You know, um, so actually, uh, your first coffee it went down the drain because he um, Eli hadn't put the thermometer in it, and he was just feeling it. And I said, "All right, let's put the thermometer in and see if your your touch is spot on." Yeah, yeah, it was about fifty degrees, so it was ten degrees off what it should have been. So straight away, he I didn't have to say anything. He put the thermometer in, and then he went back and heated it up. So it's just. Those good little, teachable moments. Yeah, just it's being with alongside them, um, and and I pick days where you know I just have to let things ride if if I'm not going to get anything out of it. But there's definitely a lot of moments where I can give them a nudge. <laughs> Would you drink that? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's great. Thanks, Charlie, for your time. That was great to have you on Grapevine. Thank you for inviting me. Like this podcast? Don't forget to rate, review and share with your friends.